0: This podcast is sponsored by YYC Real Estate Group, offering a tailor-made service, versatility, and expertise for all your real estate needs. Are you thinking about selling, buying, investing,
1: or having your properties managed? For more information, check our website, www.yycrealestategroup.com. We are passionate about real estate and we love to support
0: local businesses. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers.
2: You know, you guys are the first twins on our podcast,
1: <laughs> Yay, that. that's awesome. Uh, Hopefully, today, not last.
2: <laughs> today we got a very interesting topic. Um, it's going to be sales, and we have Karen and Kristen Walton. Which which one's Karen? Which
1: one's I'm Karen. Karen I'm Karen, Karen <laughs> and
2: Kristen. Karen and they. Uh, They started a company called Sales From Scratch. Tell us about Sales uh, From Scratch and what you guys do, what what you guys are all about.
1: Yeah, so Sales From Scratch, we're essentially a sales training company and a mindset training company for very new salespeople who want to level and scale their skill set to become masterful so all all things sales the the reason why we actually created the name sales from scratch is because we're training from the ground up things like prospecting vetting uh follow up how to actually run a meeting what kind of questions to ask like literally the whole sales cycle um and and it's really like around heart centered sales because yeah. I mean, we've done a ton of sales training in our time and we just find that a lot of the training is transactional mm-hmm. and it's not very effective at the end of the day because the training isn't really like on the court. Mm-hmm. So sales from scratch is is just, yeah, we created this company to help people like win in their sales day, you know, and to have fun in sales again and to like really be authentic and come from the heart even in like the most intense business deal. So yeah, just bringing like the heart of the matter into conversations, you know, and it's been awesome so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just, it's been nice to actually get back to the human element, like the emotional element of sales, because that has such a big part in it. And just like what Karen was saying, we noticed that all the sales training we've taken and, you know, it's it's like a combined 30 years we've been in sales, Right. And a lot of it is like, it feels almost robotic in a sense. And mm-hmm. so we really wanted to break through that robotic feel and get back to the human element connectedness feel, especially, you know, now that we're in the pandemic, just, you know, encouraging people to get back to that and then like really hone it in, in their own businesses, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: What, what were you guys doing before? Like, what's your 30 year experience? What were, like, and how new is this business, I guess? Like, what were you guys doing before? And then when did you guys get this going?
1: That is a great question. Yep. Well, before, if we take it like way back, um, we actually come from a family of salespeople, if you can't tell. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> my dad, my uncle. Are you
0: sure?
1: <laughs> grandfather, grandmother yeah. too. She yeah. was a real estate agent. So like we, we've been surrounded by salespeople literally from birth. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, just a quick story, which I think is really fun to share, because so we're living in Kelowna and we were nine years old at the time. Super bored. It's like kind of like winter, super crappy. Out. We're like, hey, so we go into the crawl space of our basement and we're like, hey, let's find something to do. So we, we used to love candles, like be pyro kind of, I'm sure you guys. Are too. <laughs> so we're, we were like, okay, you know, and we loved different like colors and scents and all that kind of stuff. So we were like lighting candles and just melting the wax for mm. fun. Like just as kids, just, you know, kids get creative and stuff. Right. So we're like melting the wax again, we're in this like little crawl space. Right. So it's like just, and so we're melting the wax and we're molding it and, and we kind of like molded, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks like a little like kinder surprise. Like, this is so cool. And then Chris's like, oh my god, we should put something in it. So we like create this thing called candle babies. And and after <laughs> nine years old? Like, at yeah. we created the, and, and we're so like, good. we're like, oh my god, this is actually like so cool. We were like sealed it with a different color of wax and the smell, and there was a little marble surprise inside, and then um we're like, well, now what, what do we do? We have like 10 of these candle babies like because we just kept making them because it was fun. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, maybe our neighbors would like, let's just go talk to the neighbors and see if they would want some. So we literally go door knocking. Wow, at nine? <laughs> nine, <neighbors>. yeah, <laughs> at nine yeah, yeah, at nine years old because we, we just wanted to like share it. So, and, and again, we had just, I think we had the foundation of being outspoken from a younger age and just to like engage with people. So we went door knocking and, you know, we were a little nervous at first, right? Oh my God. So we go to the first door and, you know, knock on the door and it's our neighbor, Diane. Hi, girls. And we're like, hi. And Kirsten actually did the pitch. It was hilarious. She's like, hey. So we just made, the, you know, she does this pitch about candle bees. Like, would you like one? And you know, we're selling them for a dollar twenty-five or whatever we were selling them for. And yeah. I we, literally, we literally sold out in like an hour. We were just kept door knocking. So that's yeah. kind of like how we started and going, oh my god, if we create something that people need, that's one thing. But if we, but you have to be able to sell it, you know, like that. So that skill set kind of got built into us from a younger age. Mm-hmm. um I just remember it being yeah. fun. It was like, oh my god, we can like make something. Go up to people's doors, knock on the doors, and we we were so nervous. I remember the first door. I was like, oh my god, I'm oh like shaking. Yeah. Go up to the door and knock on the door, and then once we got that first sale, like we yeah. actually got money, coin money. Like, remember toonies? Oh yeah. yeah. We got like a bunch of toonies, and we're like. Oh, money. Like, yeah. you know, you know, when, when you're getting <laughs> you get like five bucks, you're like, well, I'm rich. And, you know, and so that's exactly what happened. And then we just kept door knocking. So we just kept going, going, going pretty soon. They're all sold. We're like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, so, and then it's like, honestly, from teenagers, we worked at proactive solutions. So yeah. we, you know, we ran the kiosks at the age of like 16 so she because at that point, we actually moved to Calgary. Kirsten was running a kiosk in South Center. I was running a kiosk in Market Mall. So we were like selling proactive solutions because we had, were struggling with acne and stuff. So we were like always, we're always trying to like find a solution and like share it with others, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we did like proactive solutions throughout high school. And then um, we went to, through to university. Kirsten took business. I took um, public relations. And then we just... Literally out of university, we both worked for L'Oreal in outside sales. And we just kept, <laughs> d- yeah, it was like L'Oreal and then like Canada Goose Jackets and Nespresso yeah. and the wine business and the cannabis business and now the telecom business and now the sales training business. So it's like literally been from a very young age. So yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember when I, I knew you guys worked at L'Oreal. Oh, did you? No, I didn't know you guys worked at L'Oreal. Just oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: That's interesting because how was the training like for all these different companies? Because obviously they're there's in such different sectors and industries that their training and um what's it called the sales would be so different in each of them.
1: That's that's so true. Well, yeah. there was something called Commercial Academy at L'Oreal, and it's where top performing reps go, you go for a week, and then you learn all about like personality colors, you do tons of role playing and that's yeah. something that i found even though it gets a little bit awkward sometimes like role playing with your your coworkers and colleagues and things like that it makes the world of a difference and that's why we've also incorporated like in sales from scratch actually like real time role playing and and applying the concepts in real time so that people can actually do it um yeah. and, and so yeah like it's also um just the differences in the, in the sales training have been completely Shifted from one industry to another. Like, you know, at L'Oreal, it was like medical grade skincare, and then Canada Goose, it's apparel. And it just, the different types of training have taught us how to deal with different buying personalities, different colleague personalities. We always say there's like your external customers and your internal customers, because we're all customers to each other, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and that's like, that's true. We had like decent training, but the truth is, like, in the workplace, yeah, actual sales training is not great. Yeah, definitely. so that that's what actually what I found out. We we, we kind of discovered we started taking sales training from like Tony Robbins, the Grant Cardone guys. We started like diving into um, Zig Ziglar. Like honestly, because I just had this experience. Like every time I would go into a new sales role, it was like, okay, here's your list. Um, go ahead and make some calls. Have fun with that. And I I just honestly was like, what the heck, like. Where do I start? What do I say to people when I hmm. f- yes. cold call, call out? Like, what happens when I, an objection comes up? And so I found myself, and Chris did too. But we we started doing a ton of our own research because the training was just pretty mediocre. It was basic level. Like it was yeah. fun and it was great, but it was basic. Right. And yeah.
2: And so you guys started- found that with like with most companies, there is no real good training
1: there isn't. And not you know Nelly. what? The The thing is the training is what's training. What's lacking in the training is the actual like written scripts. The, as Chris mentioned, like role-playing, yeah. like, you know, so often salespeople just go out there and practice on their customers. And it's such a, it's such a miss because not only are you screwing up with customers, <laughs> you're missing out on the revenue, right? 100%. And the confidence you're taking a hit on your confidence. Yes. So
2: I feel like that's like 95% of all realtors. <laughs> they don't know oh, what really? they're doing they get into real estate. Like, yeah. When, when, like, um, when I got my mortgage license um, and then real estate, like, I didn't know I, you know, I don't like the word sales person, but you are in sales. Right. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of businesses is where, you know, you get into, you know, something like a realtor, they, there is no real training. Mm. Like there's training on how to do things, but they kind of just throw you up like as a realtor, you're just an independent contractor, right? So you're learning as you go, right? Per mm-hmm. deal. And like you guys said, you're practicing on on real clients. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds-
1: like when you first started, like, wh- was it an experience of like, oh my God, okay, like, who do I call? What do I say when I call? What's the next step? What about the meeting? What do I ask? How do I, you know, what about the negotiation process? Like, oh my God, the closing, when do I stop selling? When do I start closing? Was it like, whoa, 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 whoa? That- well, it was
2: like, okay, so for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to become a mortgage broker, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I got my license, I'm like, okay, I'm a mortgage broker. I'm like, well, then now what? And I'm like, I'm not, I realized I'm not in the mortgage business. I'm in the like people to people business. So, Mm -hmm. and that's the same as real estate, right? You're not in, you're actually not in like the selling homes. Obviously like that experiences helps you, but you're more into like the relationships, Right you're into the relationships, which gets you the business. So like, yeah, you do need to call people. You do need to create that connection for, for them to trust you to do business. Right. And then that's something they don't teach you. in in when you take these courses, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. What we found is a lot of it is technique based, Mm. but when you actually get out there and you're dealing human to human to human, it's a totally different ball game. So actually diving in to an experiential, more transformational type of training experience and learning experience versus like, okay, here's like, you know, a, a list of techniques that, that you can apply. It's, it just doesn't, it doesn't help people as deeply as it can, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's literally the biggest thing with, with sales, notice how it isn't taught in schools. Yep. It's no. not taught in university. There's marketing, there's business, but there's not yeah. sales. Why is that? Because sales is the number one skill set for any entrepreneur. Yeah. If you don't have a sales skill skill set, like come on, we need sales for literally everything that we do. Right?
0: Yes,
1: like sales. <laughs> Jason's selling David on being on time. I'm kidding. But like, right? Like you know, I'm selling Kirsten on you know, working with me, you know, at Shaw as an example too, like mm-hmm. when I brought her on, which so it is always selling, but it's, I think that the misconception is sales is sleazy and yes. sales is, is a soft skill. Oh, it's a soft skill. Ah, it's not that important. It's not a real profession. It's like, yeah, but it's then it's like literally the clinch pin between us and anything that we want. hundred yeah. percent.
2: Yeah. Why do, do you think sales me? has a bad name?
1: Oh my God. Have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street? (laughs) Have you you heard of used car salesmen? I have so much respect for car sales guys. It's like, that is such a tough game, but I I think it's just, you know, it's that, it's that kind of whole adage of, um, you know, salespeople doing everything they can to just like pull wool over people's eyes. And really it's, it's not about that. It's about like genuine human connection, genuine understanding of people's actual needs Mm -hmm. helping them really coming from like a serving mentality. How can we grow and contribute together, you know, toward a collective vision or whatever vision your customer is looking for, you know, in your guys' case, making their biggest purchase of their life in some cases, right? Like buying a home for their family. And so it's so far beyond um, trying to, you know, loop somebody into something. It's way more about that connection and actual Journey together, you know, between you guys, for example, or client clients and and salespeople. You know, Tony Robbins always says he's like sales is simply a a transfer of human emotion. So think about it. We're we're human emotion transfers Yeah. (laughs) When you actually answer your question, Jason, because it's a great one. Like why why do you? Because people go ah, it's just a salesperson. Ah, they sell. You can't trust. These sales guys, ah, <laughs> it's like that, right? Like, like even sometimes, you know, if I walk into a car dealership, like sometimes I feel like that. But um, I think it's because historically, sales has been kind of like a trickery in a certain mm. sense, right? Like you look at like the Wolf of Wall Street, um, Jordan Belford. He's the he's the best example, right? Like when he gets into the stock game, he, you know start seeing like, Oh my God, this potential to like, basically trick people into yeah. buying stocks, you know, this yeah. like, because sales is a lot about numbers and pressure and all that stuff. So if people don't know why they're in sales and they're not actually coming from a place of service, it gets like, a, it's kind of gets like a greed game. It's mm-hmm. like a cycle people are like, Oh my God, the more, cause the more sales you make, the more money you make. Oh my God. the more. Oh my God. How, how, and then it's like this, the just human nature of deception takes over. So that's the thing. Like it's actually why we created sales from scratch as well Is for people to like connect to why they're in sales. Are you coming? Sales is just service. Mm -hmm. It's all it is, you know, at the highest level and at the most authentic Mm -hmm. level. So I I think like just examples, like, yeah, the stock guys, um, car guys, just, I think it's like having that pressure to literally do whatever it takes, like ethically. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a shame that that's such a bad rep by the way, but yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, like, you know, the ABC always be closing, yeah. always be customer centric, you know, let's, let's <laughs>
2: like,
1: even shifting that, you know, and yeah. just like what Karen was saying, it's so true. Um, you know, the, the, the human, you know, emotion, energy transfer, that's so key. Um, and just stepping away from, from the mechanics, like, you know, they say 80% of everything is psychology and connection. And then 20% is the mechanics. A lot of the time it's like salespeople get so caught up in the mechanics, they lose the connection. And then people are like, uh, they're not bought into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so too. Cause like at the end of the day, everything in life is a sale. Like your relationship is a sale. Like you have to be convinced to be, uh, to actually want to start dating this person or like, um, if you're, you know, trying, Uh, What's it called? Um, Like driving, and you're you're making a left turn. Like you're 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 making those thoughts to make um, a to come to a conclusion of of if that's safe to go, right? So it's like everything is is kind of a negotiation. The sale is just how you perceive it, right? And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like that Grant Cardone book. It's like seller be sold, right? You you just need to figure out what side of that spectrum you're on. Are you are you the consumer? Are you the uh, are you the uh, the the seller? You know, so.
1: Oh,
2: just part of life. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for us, we're not we actually made a podcast about why we're not just a typical realtor, you know, because we, we don't want to just be known as like selling houses. I think it's just like the new way is like helping with the process or just helping you get what you need. Um very like not sleazy i would say you know just being authentic and being like hey this is what it is we could help you get where you need to go and there's no like sleaziness behind it right
1: totally and it sounds it sounds like you've you guys have honed in on the authenticity of it which is also why we love you guys and working with you too because we know you're not out to screw us (laughs) like we know know Uh, you you gotta watch
2: out for Dave. he's pretty sneaky
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay Dave, we'll watch over you. No, no. like, like uh, it, It's so true. Like just to your point, like, um, and even Simon Sinek's why, right. Like people buy why you're selling what you're selling, not what you're selling. And I think mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I think a large part of, you know, old school sales or like sales back in the 1950s, people were so focused on what they're selling. They have no clue why they're even selling it. So mm-hmm. that, that's a huge other part of that, you know, um, underlying connection that gut feeling mm-hmm. um of people are you know when people have a hunch and they're like i don't know i just don't feel right about that that particular sales guy it's because you they, they have no idea why that sales guy's selling what he's selling you know
0: mm. so, start with why
1: yes of this-
0: <laughs> yeah i've been i've been trying to implement that with our team but uh i think everybody's a little too busy for that right now but we've been trying to focus on like why we're doing things and, yeah. and why um, you know we we wake up every day to go into uh, in our in our real estate business, right? So it's like the why should supersede anything else. So, yeah. but um, I feel like a lot of people don't know why they're doing the things they're doing; they're just doing them. You know, so. Oh,
1: that's so true. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. they yeah. say the power of our life, or sorry, the quality of our lives are in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask so that's the whole why game right so it's yeah. like when, when we went we went through this with simon sinek for with sales from scratch because we're like why are we doing you know why are we have this company with and we got to well we want to help why so that people can win in their sales game okay but why is that well if people win in their sales game then they're going to feel like they're actually achieving stuff they're going to feel like they're progressing progress equals yeah. happiness right so this is why you
2: guys started sales from scratch
1: yeah, like actually last, so we started sales from scratch about a year ago um, and I was temporarily laid off from my sales job um, at shop business. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like the pandemic had just hit and I'm, I'm sitting there going like all of this uncertainty and I'm like, what am I going to do with my time? Like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking, oh we got to create our own economy. Like, <laughs> like all of this stuff, right? So I literally just, I started, I had time. So I was like, you know what? Just talking with friends who were still in the sales game and we were just talking. And I had a few friends just be like, Hey man, oh my God, I don't know how to like get in front of customers right now. I can't go door knocking because we need, we can't, we're like on quarantine. Oh my God, what's going on with like online meetings. This is so awkward. Like it was also new for us. Now it's like second nature, yeah. but a year ago it wasn't. And so I was like, well, just throwing out ideas. Why don't you do this? Hey, I have this cold call script that I created a while ago. Do you want to work with me? And so I started just working with friends. And then I remember you guys know Nino, but she, she, our, our good friend, Nino, she's like, Karen, why the heck aren't you selling this? I was like, selling what? She's like, why don't you create a program? I was like, what? And I, cause I was like, what do I need? Cause I it said, <laughs> it's not kind of like you guys in real estate, you're like, oh, I know that it's like, yeah. y- you know, things that people like us would be like, oh my God, can you, we're taking notes, but you're like, for us, it's like common knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it was. And that's kind of how this whole thing started. And then I saw Nino start really winning in her sales game. Like she literally tripled her commission. And I think it was like four weeks. I was like, holy crap, girlfriend. We ended up partnering and all this stuff, but I was like, wow. Okay. People need this. People need the way that we're doing this. Not just the what, the why is important, but what about the how? Yeah. Because that's the biggest thing missing in training is like, how do you actually do it though? I want the actual script, I want the actual questions, I want the actual follow-up plan. I want the actual this because a lot of it is just like here's what you should do. It's like, but how? So yeah, that's kind of how we created <laughs> yes, it now. actually, and that's a good point because by by then we're like, okay, we want to get like we actually hired a business coach who's mm-hmm. like a content expert so that we could take Everything from here that we know, like, and they say, condense decades into days and weeks. Which is just exactly what we've done because knowledge nowadays, especially in the face of the pandemic, this is one of our largest assets: knowledge and being able to share it and help other people with it. So we took everything from here, from here, put it in here uh, with an expert so that we could actually curate stuff. Um, so it's like you know, professional and and you know, making the bigger impact.
2: During the pandemic, you guys realized like you guys were good at sales, and then you guys uh decided to like create sales um from scratch. And then you guys got like a business coach to help you create the business sales from scratch. Yeah. Is that right?
1: Exactly. And and so that is such a good question because I find that a lot of people, especially in the digital space, the knowledge-broking space, it, you know, is, is what is what it's termed at, I guess. But knowledge-broking is huge. It, it's the new up-and-coming way of learning, like this education yeah. revolution that, like, Dean Garziosi, Tony Robbins, they're all in it because it's a huge wave that's coming. Traditional education and learning styles are going to start phasing out eventually. You know, that's what a lot of people are predicting. So it's like when we all, you guys, all of us, everybody can take their knowledge and curate it in, in a way that actually lands with people, then that's that's the, the biggest thing. And like the integrity of our business coach who we're, we're working with starts translating through every single part of um, us because we've learned that in order to become an expert at something, model the expert already doing it. So that's exactly what we decided to do so that we could, you know, expedite things. And instead of taking three to five years to do something, take like three to five months. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's really important nowadays because it's like, that's what will phase out a lot of the older people. It's like the technology right, and and the speed of things, especially with the speed of knowledge now. Yes, Mm. It's like, if you could do, something that it took someone to take 10 years to do in half the time then that's money right like you could be absolutely uh, like quadrupling them by in in the same amount of time that they um they've done things just because of uh, what you've done to integrate and learn um, based off technology and I feel like that's what we've noticed in our industry as well too is that older generation
2: mm. they're having
0: a really hard time with keeping up just because of social media
2: yeah. or like not even
0: having a website not even having a a web presence on anything right so it's like um you're seeing that technology and and just like the availability of knowledge if you're not keeping up with it then like you're going to be out quick
1: no okay. i cannot agree more the availability of knowledge and keeping up with it that's such the key it it yeah. feels like nowadays one month feels like a week Whereas like, you know, years and years ago, one month felt like a month. <laughs> now, now you know, time really is speeding up like like the speed of light, as we say. And so it's true, like condensing it is becoming a necessity now. Otherwise, people are just going to get left behind. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: You know, what made you guys decide to get a business coach? Because I find, well, I know for us and a lot of businesses, when they get, into a new business, they they kind of just tried themselves first. But what actually influenced you guys to to get a business coach and how highly would you recommend it?
1: I love oh, that question. You, you question. know what? We were motivated to get a business coach probably a couple weeks in to actually like Karen basically I, came actually can I so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened is we, we started like so we hadn't created any content yet. We just had an outline um and our, our big why we want to help people in the pandemic like we just said right we want to help people win and uh and so we just started like putting feelers out there and suddenly we had like 10 people signed up for our boot camp and we're like oh my god <laughs> and uh, we had a date so we we had uh 10 people signed up I think it was like the end of September and the date of the boot camp was uh like mid-November or something and so it was like oh my gosh it, it, like what motivated like last me. like last November? uh yeah, like just yeah, exactly. Most like, recently, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most recently, and yeah. so we were like, "Holy crap! We we don't have any content created. How are we going to deliver this? What about the like?" The- <laughs> <laughs> <What> about the- <laughs> so it was literally like we have six weeks to do this. It was like honestly, if we try learning this on our own, it'll take us to like 2025. Like now, <laughs> yeah. let's hide, let's leverage. Yeah. So we we started like feeling out. um Actually, in the landmark community, hey, we need a business yeah. coach. We need a content expert. Um, and we actually tried one coach, uh, paid her like way too much money, but anyway, she didn't end up working out and we're like, Oh my God, that was like after. So just like learning how to pivot really quickly. So what motivated us was we need someone who can guide us because the truth is if I feel like that's kind of the baby boomer generation, by the way, mentality, I'm not like knocking the boomers. I love the boomers, but. A lot, a lot of the we thought the boomers we wouldn't even be here, That's true, but it seems yeah. like a lot of them wanted to do everything on their own. You know, yeah. like I can figure it out. You know, like we even our dad. You know, like yeah, he's he's a great business guy, but gosh, he just he wanted to do everything himself because he thought it would be he can do it better. You know, and I think mm-hmm. in today's day and age, it's like no, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Let's gain some leverage, have guidance from someone who's already done this for thirty years. Like, do you know, it's, it's like the, the yeah. perpetuate. So yeah, that's really what motivated us though. was like, Oh my gosh, we got these sales. We have the, the date. We have six weeks to get this done and deliver for people. Holy crap. We need help. That's, yeah. that's like actually what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I would definitely recommend it to anybody. Get a business coach. 100%. Yes. If it's not a specific business coach, model somebody in work with an expert who's already successful in doing what you want to do, because it's, it's going to cut a three to five year process down to like probably six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. And then whatever impact you want to have, you can have it five times quicker. You can start impacting people now instead of waiting. And the other thing too, is that I notice, like David, you were saying before, like the pace of things has increased so much. The people are doing whatever they can to keep up because things are going as fast as they are nowadays, especially everyone's on zoom every day. I mean, look at us, like, and we're lucky that we can have this technology and stay connected and do these things. Cause it's fun and it's awesome. At the same time, you know, a content idea or, um, knowledge ideas, if they're not done for three to five years, they're already going to be outdated by yeah. then. So it's like, you know, modeling an expert working with them and expediting things quicker can allow you to then evolve it over the years instead of, you know, continually trying to catch up. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like if I, what I've seen for myself is when I first started, I was that mentality. I'll do it all myself. I'll figure it out myself. And as our team grows, I'm seeing the younger generation, like the, the associate that we just joined us, he's asking all these questions that I'm like, I wish I did what he did. <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah. he's with a team now that already has all that experience versus like when I started, I was learning from all my mistakes, mm. you know, and now mm. I see what he's done. He's like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And mm. me and Dave are giving him like gold. I feel yes. and <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. Like that mindset at, at the very young generation is like, they're okay to ask for help. I feel yeah. very different.
0: I think it's also good to just have a mentor, like uh, yeah. someone that has done what you want to do, right? Because yeah. in that way, as those guys get older, they're okay with sharing that knowledge with you and, and how they've done things and their experiences, right? So it's good to have like, um like you said, like people that have done it before, like, it's like that book, like tribe of mentors, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's things that people have done that you've, that, have been uh, done for a long time, but it's like, you could just kind of tap into their experiences, whether it be like books, training courses, audio books, uh, like a, like actual mentor or coaches. Um, Cause like I've actually taken your guys's course, right. And I, I feel like I got a lot out of it, uh, both me and PJ. So I feel like we want to implement that into our own sales stuff now and, and the training of our own people, just so that, we can all be on the same page of, of um, sales and negotiations and stuff like that. And just really building good relationships with our clients, understanding their needs and wants, pain and pleasure um, is a huge one that we got from that course. Um, and I feel like those are things that they don't like, it's hard to learn that if you don't know about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I just wanted to, I love that Dave. And you know what it's, so we have a rule at sales from scratch. It's we invest more in ourselves and in mentorship than we do anything else. That's literally like for our expenses. That's the first thing that comes off even with our own personal selves, like before we had this company. So um, I think you guys can relate to that. And I think that's a miss with some people. So I used to have the mentality like, Jason, I'm going to relate to you. I just want to do it all myself. It'll be easier. Oh, I don't want to put out the money. Oh my god! But is it going to be worth it? Does this person know what they talk? They're talking about. I'm sure I can learn it just as fast. Oh, I can probably learn it better. Like that whole. And and it's easy to think that way when you're not under pressure to deliver something. But because um, I used to be like very stingy on investing in myself for anything. I was like, oh, maybe I should like invest in like should we do another real estate th- like always thinking about like how to make like investing in something to make money and cash flow which is fine but my mindset was so off. Yeah. So that's our rule of sales from scratch, you know, because the truth is if we're not feeding ourselves, like not just our minds, but our hearts are like, you know, continually connecting to why yeah. we're doing it. honestly it's it's just a it's kind of like a huge miss. It's kind of like missing the boat, you know? hundred percent. Cause that's the thing, like everything starts internally. So if we don't have yeah. like, you know, internally sales from scratch, if we don't have, if we're not investing in ourselves and the knowledge and the experts so that we can curate things at the highest level and get it done as efficiently as possible, like we have no hope in hell of controlling anything outside of us if we don't get this right and and this inside of the business. So just like what Karen's saying, you know, a lot of people in businesses, they're striving for external things to propel them forward, but it really starts inside and then goes outward. That's, Mm -hmm. that's just been our experience. And that's why we're so committed to, you know, whatever expenses we have, okay, invest in it, pay the money and then bring it outward. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyways, I was just saying like, it's, it's just interesting that a lot of people will not invest in themselves right and like it's easy to invest in stuff exterior like people won't like they don't care about spending money on like clothes or like shoes or you know nice cars um like a big fancy home all this stuff but it's like okay you're investing in all these exterior things but you're not investing you're not even investing like i don't say like 10 grand into yourself like how does that make sense right so i feel like a lot of people they would prefer to to not do that just because they think that this is like those other things mean success, but it's like, if you don't have success in your mind, how you can have success like, um, on the exterior as well. So that is
1: such a good, such a good point, point. Cause if, and I think part of it too, you know, when people are hesitant to invest in themselves, it's cause they seem to think they're going to be more fulfilled with something external because people like human beings tend to, to kind of lean toward tangible things that they can see, they can feel, they can touch. And as we grow more into the, this digital realm, it's like transformational work, isn't that tangible, like it's yeah. inside and it's a transforming us. But like, if I were to, if somebody were to choose like a Ferrari over like a transformational experience, a lot of people will go for the Ferrari because they can drive it. They can see it. They can touch it but it devalues. It costs money to keep up. It could get stolen. It could go away. Transformational work in that internal investment in knowledge, emotions, all levels of the human condition. No one can take that away from you or us. Actually, so, can, can we share? I like I yeah, yeah. Like I, we just want to, I just thought of a story here. So one of the so Curzon and I grew up fairly wealthy, okay? Like our dad was a business owner, we were like spoiled kids, that kind of thing, right? And we lived in Cologne, had a great life. And my dad took his company public and uh, that was great. And then he had a company in the US literally steal the patent of his technology, a software technology. Yeah. Um steal the contract he had he had um been working with the US Army bases like the DOD all this stuff. And, um, this company decided to just basically rip the carpet from out from under my dad's feet. And he then partook in like a five-year lawsuit, lost everything Everything. overnight. So we went from like, literally people say like, Oh, go to uh, regs to riches. Like, no, for us, it was the opposite. And I remember like in that moment, it was like 15 years old. We're living in Calgary at the time. And, you know, um, I I can just see my dad's face is like, you know, he's just, He's like gutted basically, like, oh my God, he's lost his shirt on everything. Oh my god, we don't have a backup, all this stuff. And suddenly, like the house, the cars, I, I used to be so connected to that. I used to like, yeah, this is my dad. Yeah, yeah, I'm part of Like, I, like that the significance piece, yeah, I was so connected to. And when we lost all of that, and when I saw us like counting pennies, actual jars of pennies and rolling, we them were on rolling a, coins on a kitchen table. Yeah, yeah. In that moment as a teenager. Suddenly the fear kicked in of like, holy shit. Let's shoot, we gotta like, we need to be our we need to invest in ourselves. That's yeah. so from like a young, even a young age, Kirsten and I were like literally like, hey, how can we get better? How can we increase our personality? What kind of work can we get into? Because we don't have a backup anymore. No. And that can happen overnight. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that that was like a huge wake-up call for us. And I think because we're like, who are we without all of that stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are we if we just strip us all away? who really are we deep down? Yep. So that's why we invest in ourselves is because of that experience as a teenager. So I just wanted to share uh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that. Cause I was, th- I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. I'm like, we were the rich kids on the block. And then we became the extreme poor kids on the block. And all of a sudden our identities are like, you know, your ego takes a hit as a young teen. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's pressure. It's kind of embarrassing. It's like, Oh my God, you feel kind of ashamed. And then you start realizing that the more your identity is connected to material items, the more on on the other side of the tracks you need to start going so that, you know, um, all, all of what's inside of us cannot be taken away again because, mm-hmm. and you know what, at the time, even though it was like a, such a terrible experience, watching your go through that in our family, it's the mm-hmm. best thing that ever happened to us.
0: Yeah. The struggle. Yeah. Yeah. They don't teach that. And I feel like it's,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. just life.
0: Right? I feel like, um, in order for you to endure you need to experience struggle because if you've only known yep. the good and never experienced the bad like when that shit hits you it's like you don't know where to go <laughs> so oh, i think it's it's really good to have a contrast between the two um yes. and, and understand because then now you have you've experienced both and now you can choose where you want to lie between them
1: absolutely right. yeah 100
2: yeah that's an awesome story and i think yeah, I, I think what happened for me was I really started investing in myself, I don't know, about 10 years ago. Mm. And it, it all came from this, I don't know what seminar it was, but she was making a big deal about, you know, you guys invest, you know, girls invest $2,000 on a bag. Mm. You know, you just can you invest, you know, $800 on themselves over a weekend. And then I was just like, Damn, that's, that's kind of true, <laughs> right? A lot of people will buy these things and not invest in themselves. And that's when I think at that point I was like, yeah, I'm just going to start investing money on myself. And I, I, when I told my friends and people how much I was taking these courses for, they were all like, what are you doing? You're getting robbed. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, what you guys said is true. This, everything I've learned has stuck with me mm-hmm. yeah, over the last 10 years. And and I think that's what people don't realize is it does stay with you, right? So,
1: and and you know what? And that's why you're leading a team, a winning team. That's why you're the entrepreneur. That's why you know because you have the foundation and distinctions. And it's like again, a decade of investing in yourself. It's just like you become you're the leader now because. Once you once you reach just real quick shared as well, like, don't you guys feel that like, you know, you're going through this transformational work or, you know, constantly everyday learning and growing and you get to a point where you're you've grown so much because that's one of our human needs is growth. Then it's like, oh, wow, I want to now contribute. Like, what's the next level from growth is contribution. Yeah. Right. So you guys are like now contributing to a team. Okay. We want to like help real estate people like real estate salespeople win. We want to create a winning team. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas if you're at a level of like, let's say significance, your need is mainly significance. You're not at the growth level. You're not at the contribution level. The majority of the world is at the significant level. Mm -hmm. And that that's, it's on the one side, it's kind of like, Oh my God. But On the other side, it's up to people like us. It's like, I feel it's a responsibility it's like a duty isn't it like think about to like yeah. okay we, we've grown so much we're gonna keep growing but now it's time to like give back and contribute and help other people you know no. so i know that that is such a good point because when people when people think feeling important is worth more than actually like serving and growing and contributing to the greater you know like w- we're a team here mm-hmm. and um I is group, right? That's a discussion we've all learned. I actually is group. It's the overall collective group being propelled forward, you know, and if one person's out of integrity, everybody's out of integrity. And a lot of, you know, the individualistic viewpoint of like, oh my, I need to be important. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to like, feel like they're getting acknowledged and things like that. Cracking out of that though, because it drives every single one of our decisions, so mm-hmm. when people come from a place of I need to be important, and they're not, and they're forgetting about like serving people, growing, contributing, getting beyond that mm-hmm. and telling the whole, you know when when the water rises, all ships rise versus one mm-hmm. boat being like an independent water canal, it rising and everyone else stays here. Like it's about the collective, right? Yeah. And so, but again, that just that drives business decisions, drives our personal decisions, drives how we relate to all like each other your guys' teams, and that's also why we love working with you guys, too, because we know that you're <laughs> collective, yeah, you're about the collective, and a lot of people aren't. Yeah. They're just like, oh, well, what about me, you know, and so, yeah.
0: Me, me, me. <laughs> so so tell
2: us about um, your business and how you guys been able to grow it, and what you guys did. I guess, I guess your business is sales so you have to not only get the clients but now you're teaching the clients so how'd you guys go about that starting literally for yourself um a new business completely new business of sales from scratch and then creating sales from scratch
1: yeah great that is a great question you know so we have literally used all of the like the what, the why, and the how of what we teach in sales from scratch is what we use. So, like honestly, I cold call a lot. Like we have market. There's marketing and sales are very different. So we also have like the marketing side of things that we're working on because mm-hmm. there's one thing to have like, you know, a product that you're you're able to sell anywhere online and have the marketing funnels and stuff. But that's one thing. That's one avenue of it in terms of the sales side, though. For me, it's it's all about networking. It's all about prospecting. It's all about getting attention in the marketplace. Who are we talking to? Who are we, you know, who do they know? You know, the power of tens, you know, you talk to one person, you guys get this right. Power of tens. You talk to one person, sell them a house. Oh, what about auntie Susan? Oh, what about uncle Jim? Now the whole family's selling their homes with you. And you guys have not just one client, but you know, have five clients, you know, just from that one connection. So, um, a, a lot of it for me is prospecting. Again, getting in front of people, not being afraid to share what we're up to. That's actually, the, David, that's, that's how the biggest thing. Yeah. Th- that's, I remember that this was what two <laughs> months ago. We're in a conversation about um, selling our home. Jason, you were on the line too. And, yeah, it, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. and it was like, yeah. oh my gosh, should we sell right now? We're not sure. Should we renovate? We have a tent bubble, all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, what else are you guys up to? And it was just sharing, hey, we actually created this company. We're helping people win in sales, like whatever. And you're like, oh, wait. So just look, li- I think one, so to answer your question, um, prospecting, doing the follow-up, doing the actual sales process. Yeah, That's one arm of it. The second arm is marketing. And, you know, we're we're literally, we will be scaling up this year. Oh my God. Literally from zero to like, what (laughs) 3000% like it's, it's, it's going to be, it's our projections are crazy. And even like month over month, it's, it's been really fantastic. So, um, but I think, so I used to be a person that, and I think some sales salespeople feel like this. Um, and let me know if you can relate, but okay. I'm, you know, I'm the one who asks questions. I'm a salesperson, you know, I'm going to let my client talk and I might share a little bit. I'm not really share too much that's how I used to approach conversations and I knew everything about someone, but they knew literally nothing about me. And the whole, they called, um, I think Zig Ziglar, one of the old school sales guy calls it, calls it a tennis match in a conversation. Right. So it's like, if you keep, if you're serving the ball to someone and, uh, they're literally just keep missing it, missing it. There's no like rally. And so how it used to look in my conversations was kind of like a one-way conversation, me asking questions, them giving me answers. And I realized, Oh my God, that's a huge miss, you know? And so that, so now through transformational work, I realized I got to start sharing what I'm up to because people actually care. I think before I didn't feel like almost worthy enough, like those are the two human fears, by the way, right? Not feeling good enough and not being loved. So I I think I had this like, Oh, am I, who's going to listen to me? Like, what do I know? You know, like, you know, and I think naturally we kind of devalue ourselves and the key out of that is just to like, get it out and to start like, again, sharing what we're up to. So that's, that's been a huge piece of it. Yeah. Um, That's definitely been a huge piece because like years and years ago, I had a hard time being vulnerable, for example. So just like Mm -hmm. Karen was saying, I would rather hear about what other people are doing so I don't have to like disclose so much about myself. And it was almost like a protective mechanism and then just like, again, to, to echo this, like clearly we're twins. <laughs> <laughs> just to echo this. Um, the, the, the more we do share, the more all of us share, the more we can actually, you know, get beyond ourselves and help other people. So then cracking through that fear and, you know, being able to be vulnerable day in and day out and, and connect with people and communicate um, yeah. that's made the difference. I think and that, that's what always seems to make the difference. The other thing yeah. too, with, the scaling up of why we've gone from like literally zero sales to now we're like, Oh wow. Like, okay, we're doing pretty good. Okay. We're on projection to like, you know, grow whatever again, like 3000%. It's, it's crazy. Um, I think it's because we're just asking for bigger things. Do you know what I mean? am just asking the question. I think a lot of people, especially in sales, they're afraid to ask almost, or they're, they're afraid to g- grow too big too quickly or something. Cause Even in today's day, like even in the the U.S. market we're tapping into, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are like getting to know sales from scratch name. But I like so when we get a deal come in, we don't necessarily have what's created for it yet. But we're not letting that stop us. That that used Mm -hmm. to stop me like going, oh, i got to have it all figured out. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. It's just like share, get in front of people have attention in the marketplace, have people talk about you good or bad, who cares and just create with people. whatever people want, give it to them, create it, give it to them. So like, I think that's been that that's been, yeah, that's, that's helped us a lot. For sure.
2: It, It sounds like you guys are creating sales for companies that you don't even have like programs for. And when they come to you, you're creating it on the spot because you guys are creating customized sales, I don't know, scripts or sales programs for each unique company, is that right?
1: Bang on, yeah. right and now, that, yeah. that's going on, yeah.
2: And then you guys are reaching out, the way you guys are selling yourself is, is by sharing what you guys are doing and then um, you, you found that that's helped you guys grow your sales because it's now like a, you're finding like sales it needs to be a back and forth thing versus just like one-sided, right? Where you're just, you know everything about the customer versus they don't know anything about you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, good way.
0: Yeah. it's a good way to build rapport, right? Like rapport, point of relatedness with the clients and then like I feel like, the more that you connect with them um and then they connect with you it just creates like a stronger bond of loyalty as well
1: yeah totally
0: i, um,
2: I think that
0: connectiveness though
2: is what they're saying is to create that co- connectivity or whatever is just to share is that is that the secret to sales Is just to share <laughs>
1: No kidding, oh. right? Like sharing and uh, sharing yeah. and and serving. No, oh, I love that. It's sharing right. and serving. Can, yeah, can, can you imagine? Isn't
2: that what we're doing right now? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I love it. People are like, oh, sales seems so complicated. We're like, no, all I have to do is share. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty just like one ingredient. Just you guys. Yeah. No, like it's it's. I mean, think about if you like think about for yourselves. Cause like you guys are in conversations all the time and let's say, you know, someone wants to sell their home and, you know, you start sharing about like, Hey, you know, listen, I got, you know, my, my partner, Dave, like he's super great on the investment side as well. Hey, I know you're looking to sell your house. Um, but I just wanted to share, like, we have like a very comprehensive team. You know, we got Dave doing the investment side. We do also the property management side. You, what if that person, like, you know, whoever, Karen or, you're talking to and I'm like, Oh, Holy crap. Well, I'm selling my house, but yeah. You know, Holy crap. I definitely I have like family members who are looking to invest in a property right now to get cash flow, And I actually have another cousin who's renting out their place and needs a tenant. Like, do you know what I mean? So like the more you're sharing, the more like level, the more the conversation layers, mm-hmm. we call it actually like seating in conversation. So that's kind of how we've changed our conversations a bit as like um, seating in up, like l- deeper layers of what you're up to so that people can go, because again, y- it seems like you're in one conversation with someone, but you don't know who they know. And the more like uh, the more um options or variety of the conversation that you can bring to someone, the more business you're gonna get. It's just that simple. like does that make sense? well, and and just to add on to that, it's like we've been taught um, you know, from our business coach and just other people in our, in the community, multi outcome conversations mm. for yeah. the betterment of everybody. Yeah. That's so critical. A lot of people will get on the phone say that
2: again. Multi,
1: Yeah. So multi outcome conversations, meaning like if you call somebody, you can either like, you've got the same amount of time. Let's say, let's say you have like 30 minutes with somebody, an hour with somebody, maybe it's a client, maybe it's like a cousin, But maybe there are like three main things you really want to share with this person or talk about. Like we've been taught incorporate multiple things that you want to chat about and get multiple outcomes from the conversation versus having three different conversations. Yeah. And all, all it takes is sharing things and being more vulnerable quicker. So yeah.
0: You're creating like multi-outcome possibilities in that one conversation. That kind yeah. of segues into different uh, like aspects that are are different segments of your business, um, yeah. so that you're not like wasting time almost. Like you, you just you just have it out there. You you, you lay your cards out and and um, like let them decide afterwards.
1: Yes, um, I love the way yeah. you said um, you mentioned the time factor again because what is our greatest non renewable resource? And like time is such a valuable currency that a lot of people value time way more than money. Like, so if, if there's 30 minutes with, with somebody and yet there's still other stuff you want to talk about with them, yeah, you can have multiple conversations or you can have multiple possibilities, just like what you said, Dave, like in one conversation yeah. or maybe two. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that's good. that I actually just was reading this thing the other day. It's like, it's the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Being rich is like, having the monetary value of things but being wealthy is like having the time that that money can't buy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you're wealthy then it's like you're 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 quantifying things based on time
1: so i love that yeah oh
0: the, isn't that the ultimate
2: goal yeah you know yeah.
1: Time, so, right? Unlimited nice. time Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time um, to infinity and beyond like yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you might have shared, but if, if there's one more thing or like one more advice you could share that someone that's struggling with sales right now, you know, someone struggling in their business, um, what would what, what would be that thing you recommend them to do like right away?
1: So yeah, that's other a, than call
2: you guys, right? <laughs> to, yeah, I
1: mean sales <laughs> from scratch, uh at, <laughs> at sales from scratch.net, and we're hosting a workshop next weekend. <laughs> but um, no, you know the biggest advice I would give to somebody who's starting out in sales or just like kind of stuck mm-hmm. is to get sold on what, first of all, who you are, the value that you bring. So like every single day I sell my cell phone, why is Karen great? Like outstanding. What is Karen going to bring to the marketplace today to help people? What is, what am I bringing? What kind of authority do I stand in? I've never
2: done that before. (laughs) I I, I gotta write this down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, most people don't. Most people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah." because it's like, sell yourself. What, what? But because the truth is, is like, like, think about it. If, if, If you think of yourselves as like in the morning, I'm Jason and I am the best salesperson in Calgary. I am the person to talk with. I am the one who makes the difference. I'm going to have outstanding conversations today. I am the one. I am the one to choose. That's going to be very different than if you go, well, you know, I'm one out of 5,000 realtors in Alberta. And, you know, okay, I guess we got a good, t- you know, um, hopefully I have good conversations today. And, you know, I think I can make the difference. Like, <laughs> I think I know. Stuff. Like, it's I'm more
2: a- like, oh, no, shit doesn't hit the fad today. <laughs> I hope Dave's okay. <laughs> but yeah, definitely <laughs> having that self talk, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, i want to add to that too so it's that self-talk and really um tony robbins calls it incantations you literally like say things out loud like 10 times in a row so it gets into your nervous system and you're like okay i got this like you know but the other thing too you know a really brand new salesperson who's a little bit stuck a little bit unsure a lot of that might come down to continually comparing themselves to the next person, comparing themselves to where they think they should be. Um, And it affects their self image. So like, I, I'll never forget, just quick story. I'll never forget. I, I go to this dinner. Okay. And um, I go into like this back room and there's like a couple billionaires at the table and I'm like, okay, well, we're not near billionaires, but you know, wealth is, you know, on the way. Great. But, all of a sudden I'm like at this dinner table and I look around me and I'm like, Oh my God, I am not one of them. And I find like new salespeople might look at maybe even their colleague, maybe even like their sibling who's also in sales or something doing better. They're like, Oh my God, I'm not one of them. And all of a sudden they feel like they don't have a seat at the table. So like as cliche as it might sound, it's like, don't compare yourself to others Because there I am, I'm looking at like these Rolex watches that are like $250,000 on these wrists. And that experience ends up knocking me back to the trueness of my values, which are health, wealth, and love. So like, you know, a $250,000 Rolex, that's amazing, but it's not, it's not what drives me. And so any new salesperson starting out who's unsure, getting past comparing themselves to others and really pinpointing what are their values and how can they stay to stay true to those values every day. Mm -hmm. That's going to make the difference because like in that moment, it hits me. I'm like, I don't need to compare myself to these people. It doesn't matter if they're billionaires with Rolex watches or not. Like what I need to do is stay true to my values and my strongest, most authentic version of me to bring every day to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was also huge. Oh, I love that share. Actually, Cause yeah, it's really powerful. Cause how do you, but how do you stay true to your values? How do you know what your values are? How do you not compare to people? I think that's a big question out there. Well, you know, we're bombarded by social media. Yeah. Um, For us, it's really simple. Get clear on your goal, your vision and your why and focus only on that. What do they say? Where focus goes, energy flows. It's that simple. Yeah. So it's, it's being disciplined to like literally, uh, get rid of the noise it's just being disciplined to stay focused because and the other thing too like we we actually teach a segment called confidence on demand which is pretty neat we're doing this for the the real estate guys tomorrow um and a lot of it has to do with like being grateful and and appreciating your own internal strengths Mm -hmm. it's not about your accomplishments it's not about what you've done to be like like yeah yeah you know i sold this $50 million dollar home. I made like you know five hundred thousand on commission this year. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, that that builds confidence. That's <laughs> awesome. Keep it up. And what are you really appreciating in yourself as your as your your own personal skill set? What is Karen Walton? What do I appreciate about Karen Walton? I sometimes like talk to myself like I'm talking to someone else because the truth is like we're that that is kind of how it is, right? What do I appreciate? I appreciate that I really care about people. I am really grateful that I have a listening ear that I can pick up on things that people are really saying because I have trained myself to listen to every single word someone is saying. I'm mm-hmm. grateful that I've taken the time out of my day to really connect to like, connect to what somebody actually needs, mm-hmm. not what I want to give them. What do they need? They're helping me. People help us create our products because we just listen to what they need and we give it to them. Yep, it's literally that. Well, that's innovation in the basic sense. Give the marketplace what it needs. That's it. So um, that's all right, guys.
2: That's it.
0: That's
1: That's the sales.
0: Give the people what they need. That's all. That's that.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty simple right
0: <laughs> well that was good no that that was good um you just totally cut her off though <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I know much, but, but you know what i mean so that that's what we just sell yourself on yourself yeah and appreciate yourself so you can have the confidence that you need to really be with people you know yeah that's what i, I think that
2: that's that's a very i've never heard that one before sell yourself on yourself
1: yeah, yeah. That, that's a big
2: one for me i've never thought of that to be like i don't know i don't know about you dave have you have you do you be like hey i'm, I'm gonna be the best realtor today or best service I today"? It, i don't it think it comes
0: we, down to like affirmations almost right like um like what you tell yourself and and how you perceive yourself exists so i think that um yeah, like that self talk is is very important to have like a positive self talk within yourself. Mm. But um, I don't know if, if was that in the in our session? No. Yeah, it wasn't yet. That's what I thought. But uh, <laughs> but close to what we were doing before with that was like the priming, right? Yeah. Like yes. The gratitudes and like um, yes. I think just priming your mindset to be in a like performance. Uh, Attitude, and also just being grateful. Like it's funny because I haven't been doing it, but I've been thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, I need a prime this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I just haven't had time. It's been such a shit show the last couple of two weeks. You guys
1: are busier than ever. Yeah,
0: it's nuts right now. So it's like that's. I feel like that's kind of a thing that me and Jason are suffering from right now. Is that like we're so busy with the work and taking care of clients and. And uh, trying to get these things done, that we're not really we're not celebrating our successes, and we're also not taking the time to appreciate ourselves. So no. it's it's um it, like it's like something that's been coming up for me the last week. I'm just kind of like I'm so tired of this right now. <laughs> but yeah. you got to keep on going. You can't let your clients down, you know. So nice. it's just like how do you find this balance between like yourself and that self talk, and then also also being able to deliver the service at a high standard, um, at the same time. So, you know.
1: yeah,
2: but yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there any advice on, on how to keep that high level of performance sales?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Honestly, the big, Dave, you just pointed to it. So how hard are we on ourselves? Like think about yeah. it on a scale of one to 10, how hard, are how hard are you on yourself on a day, daily basis?
2: Say 20 out of
1: 10. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm very, I'm
2: very hard on myself.
1: Really? Yeah, very hard on yeah. yourself. Okay. Oh, well, Dave, what about you?
0: Yeah, I would say I'm pretty up there, like probably like a eight out of 10. An eight
1: out of 10, yeah. yeah. Like, so 10. the one of the biggest things that we've learned is like, so when we're really hard on ourselves, does that bring your energy up or down? Down. 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 So subconsciously, we are all very hard on ourselves because we're top performers. You guys are business owners. You guys want to own that freaking market. And as soon as like, it's, it's, it's again that like, like, oh, I should have made 15 calls. I only made 10. Oh God. Mm. So it's, it's literally like stop being celebrate ourselves, stop being hard on ourselves. That brings our energy down. That's not useful. It's discipline, right? So as soon as that thought comes in, I have it all the time, right? Like, oh God, I said I'd do thirty calls, I only did twenty-eight, or I only did twenty, or whatever. Who cares? You know, I'm like you know what? I did twenty freaking calls. <laughs> really? yeah, I will literally get up and like, whoa! I will celebrate because <laughs> that's the thing that's missing: acknowledgement yep. and celebration in the world is missing yes and guess who never guess who never gives acknowledgement and celebration to ourselves we don't (laughs) and nobody really else does either so um i think the biggest thing to maintain momentum and energy is celebrate every single win that you have if a if a bad if if a if a like um i'm not good enough thought comes in or whatever like bring down your energy literally interrupt it we have a 90 second rule at this point yeah. If that thought comes in and it's not interrupted and we're not changing our state into gratitude. Good job, Karen. Like we're, and we're, we just don't let ourselves stay there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So yeah. gratitude for ourselves, acknowledgement for ourselves, celebration, where we'll yeah. call each other, dude, I made 20 calls. I said I'd make 30, but I made 20. Are you proud of me? Awesome. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to get back at it. It's yeah. just like, yeah. So celebration and, and also like, we actually, we actually do what's called energy cranks throughout the day. So like literally, um, it's just changing your physiology. And you guys have maybe probably heard of this, but like literally if I'm if I'm doing two hours of cold calling and I actually do like 25 minutes on, five minutes off. But if I'm like in minute 10 and I'm like, oh my god, ah, I've been rejected 10 times already, blah, blah blah I just like stand up and I just like shake it off and I'm like, hey Karen, you got this. I got this, hoorah, let's roll. Like I got this. <laughs> self talk let's go, let's roll. Like I can do this. I've got this. And it's like that that inner, like, okay, congratulations. Just like you would do to a best friend, is how I treat myself at this point. And Mm -hmm. yeah, if that was though, here's the thing. A lot of people don't find that easy to do. Like when I was when I when I was younger. I would rely on other people to acknowledge me. And, you know, I was like seeking validation almost. And then once we depend on ourselves to actually pattern interrupt, it starts creating like scientifically, it starts creating different neural pathways, like in our brains and our body way, our physiology is. So like, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, like I had this goal, I almost reached not quite shit. And then all of a sudden it's like getting into that if you interrupt it by literally standing up out of your seat and we've learned how to do, they call them power moves. Like we've gone through a bunch of Tony Robbins transformational training too. And like my power move is yes. And like, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, right? But I will like stand up. Yes. Just, just snap myself out of that pattern of, Oh, like, you know, and then what that does is it, it, strengthens those other neural pathways in my, in my brain and body. So I'm not like going back to, certain things it's just it's all about that pattern interrupting and continuing to do that Mm -hmm. and finding it within ourselves so that we're not seeking external validation all the time yeah
0: I've heard of that before like there was this one book that I was reading about how like if you're feeling like um like 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 you're lacking confidence in something like if you just before you're about to perform that if you like raise your hands up like it's like as if you've won already, then it actually changes your mentality of being like instead of yeah. being like self uh, like self conscious about it. You're like your your uh, physiology changes your mindset of things.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Interesting,
2: Dave. I think, I, I think we need a maybe a little coaching after about celebrating and acknowledging.
0: Celebrating, we haven't celebrated at all. Well I think that's something that is is, is very tough right now with COVID, but it's like we haven't spent the time to celebrate. Like, and I feel like that's like one thing that is really lacking. Like and and the hard thing too is even when we were celebrating, I wasn't present because I was in the middle of a fucking crazy (laughs) ass deal. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, we went to celebrate and then we all went to eat, and then Dave's in the middle of negotiating a deal in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) mean it was in the parking lot, yeah. trying to close this deal, thirty minutes before it's about to die,
2: and the restaurants <laughs> close at ten or something, and we're like, we Dave got back, and we're like, they're like, we're closing soon. I
0: was yeah, like, well, like, we that was our celebration. So good, like, I was just like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't feel good about it, but yeah, it it felt good the day after, but then after that, it just everything just kept like, like kept like rolling back again. I'm just like. I've been it's it's tough sometimes when you're in that like slump I feel but it's like you just have to keep on going you can't stop you know
1: yeah and you know what it's it's interesting because it sounds like you know celebration looks a certain way like okay we're gonna all go for dinner we're gonna like have mm. some wine or whatever and 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 that's that's awesome it's because you know you you're intentional about it um one of the things that's helped us which might help you guys too is like 30 second celebrations man that's it. Like, you know, is it like as soon as I, whatever, let's say I hit a target in the daytime, I'm like, yes, I'm going to celebrate. I will just like, again, pat myself on the back. It doesn't, it can be like two minutes. I don't have to like go and pop a bottle of champagne, although we love doing that too. But like, you know, it's not like, oh my God, now I get to like go to the spa. I'm like, no, it's like two minutes acknowledgement. Good for you. Sometimes I'll hug myself. Thank you, Karen. You know, it's, it's literally like treating ourselves as though, as we would treat the person that in the world that we love the most yeah, that we would go to the ends of the earth to, we have to treat ourselves absolutely like that. So if that if that's helpful, you can still just do that anytime after your call, whatever. Right? Multiple times a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. literally. Yeah. That is
2: very helpful. And I think that's something we need to start practicing more for sure. Yeah. So Dave, we'll have a call after this, okay?
0: What <laughs> <laughs> better way to love yourself? <laughs>
2: No, well, it's just it's just funny because like we we just like before the call, like we just closed the like conditionally sold a house, a big house. And, Yay! and, <laughs> and Dave's like, we're like, I'm like it's it's uh, CS now. they like, all right, I'm like, yeah. And then we just start talking about the next day. We're just
0: like it doesn't even mean yeah. it's like, <laughs> like and it's like no, yo, like, you don't feel good at like it's like you you want to celebrate, but then it's like there's I guess we're not <laughs> celebrating the way that we think that we should celebrate, right? So yeah. I feel like we need to change that mindset of celebration. Like you said, even if it is a 30 second thing or yeah. like a, even a 10 second thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do a fucking cartwheel or something. Do
1: the cartwheel. It sounds like, so you guys are overachievers in the most positive sense of the word. word and it sounds like, there's almost like no time for celebration. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's like, oh man, I gotta get on to the next thing. Okay, what, what's the mm-hmm. next deal? Okay, great, good job. Well, yeah, okay, let's move on. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly it. Like Jason, just what you said. It's a practice. Like yeah. at first, it seems like man, okay, we just gotta get on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And the more you practice it, and the more that incorporates into your guys's culture, it, the more success you're gonna end up having too. Yeah, because you have way more yeah, fun. Yeah, and you're and you're just like yeah, yeah. yeah. That that would be a really great practice
0: to. Yeah, that, that was like one of the things that another coach that we had told us to do was. Oh really? To celebrate. Oh. We never celebrate. That's
1: amazing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is there any last um, things you guys want to say or leave off with, or anything? You know
1: what. Well, first things first. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thanks for having um, us. It
2: went
1: awesome. by fast. By <laughs> that that freaking really flew by. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I I do want to leave off with a quote. Um, we're we're into spirituality too, like the energies, the cosmic energies. We do believe in all that stuff, you know, like quantum physics, you know. And so there, there's actually a quote that our uh, yoga instructor has said a number of times. It's called Tamara Terry's Field of Yoga. We love her, but. It says she, she says it's actually Mary Oliver and she actually quotes and says, ask yourself, like, listen, are you barely breathing and calling it a life? You know, like, are you barely breathing and calling it a life? And something that I notice is that um, a, a lot of us, you know, in, in our culture, just our achievement mindsets, you know, being driven by let's accomplish this, let's do, let's do, let's do being in action is, is so key. And making sure that we're encompassing what's truly within ourselves to actually keep, like, um, exuding and and expressing, if if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. any last words that you want to say? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just that, like, you know, people go, are you just, yeah, I think that really speaks to, you got to play full out every day, man. That's all, that's what it's about. Yeah. Just I used to that quote like "live every day as your last." I used to like l- scoff at that, like, pfft, "What does that even mean?" And now it's like, "Holy shit, that's so true." Yeah, yeah but, like, right. So yeah. the, the only the only other thing I want to say, and 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 this is not to be a damper in, in any sense of the word, but uh, one of Karen and I's really good friends, uh, he actually committed suicide yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that that too is like playful out, man. Yeah, we're only living one life, so playful out. Yeah. let's stay connected. We love you Have guys. Have fun. So yeah. Celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Celebrate. <laughs>
0: Honestly. So yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks it's so
0: much true. for having us. Life is too short to be uh, living basic. So
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Where,
2: where can they um, find you guys?
1: Oh, totally. That's yeah. a great. Um, so our website Instagram we're, we're, we're kind of working on, but you can go to salesfromscratch.net, and we've got our bootcamp on there. We've got our masterclasses on there and any other information that you want to kind of learn. We've got little snippets of sales, uh, uh, information. So sales from and, um, email me directly Karen at sales Um, right now that's, that's how we're reaching people. So yeah. yeah.
0: Perfect. Awesome. We well, right. we'll uh, signing up for some of your other sales courses later. So we
1: love it. <laughs> Tell all your friends. all <laughs> all friends about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds
0: good. Awesome. Um,
1: Sounds yeah, good.
0: yeah awesome. awesome guys. Well, it was great talking to you guys, and uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, have this uh, podcast. This was awesome. That's awesome.
1: Thanks for, thanks having, for having, us, having us, guys. Have, have an awesome, day. awesome Rest of your Friday. Yeah. You, Talk to you. You, okay. Talk to you Bye. Soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.